Hello, and welcome to another episode of KCSU Music Interviews with me, Sam Bulkley. This interview took place on November 9th, 2018, over the phone with lead singer of The Wonder Years, Dan Campbell. Thanks for listening. Um, you, you obviously have a, a very busy schedule uh, ahead of you, so uh, thank you for taking your uh, time out of the day to uh, talk to me. Happy to do it. Yeah. Um, so this is your uh, second bout of touring for uh, Sister Cities, which uh, I feel like is a really uh, large leap from any of your other records that you guys produced. Um, with the record, you guys released a book uh, with a collection of photos and journal entries. Um, and I'm kind of curious to get your take on how streaming services, um, especially like in the last couple of years, uh, that kind of eliminate the physical connection of music and the accessories that could come with it. And like, What's your uh, outlook on that? Well, that's kind of why we went so over the top with the physical product, right? Is that we knew, yeah, there's a good percentage of the fan base uh, of, or just music fans in general that are happy to just have the music at their fingertips. And here it is. It's cool. I have it. I press play at midnight and boom, the record is there. Um, very cool, right? Yeah. But there's, still a lot of people that love music and love to have a physical product for music. We learned about it really early on in our career when we started doing seven inches of our EPs um, way, way back, like 2008. And people were buying these records. And I was like, wow, I can't believe everybody has a record player. And sometimes people would say, oh, I don't even have a record player. I just am a fan of music. And this is a thing I can collect to show that fandom, right? Here is a physical manifestation of the fact that I like this song in the same way that you might collect a baseball card to be a physical manifestation of your fandom of baseball, right? Yeah. So we know that there are people that care about the physical product. They like to look through the art. They like to read the lyrics. So we thought, okay, as music moves to more of a digital space, we should make the physical product so engrossing that it almost feels like you'd be missing out if you didn't have the opportunity to be a part of, you know, to engage with that product that you can listen to the record on its own and it'll tell a story to you. But if you open the book up and you look at the photos and you read the journals, that you can experience it on a whole different level. And so, you know, we wanted to add that option in there for people that really care about physical music. Yeah, and absolutely. And with the with the book, too, you guys really went in depth with 200 pages of um, its photography and uh, uh, clips from your journal, right? Yeah, so it is uh, photos. We had, you know, I shot um, the European tour. Our tour manager, Dave, shot, let me think, he shot Latin America, Japan, Australia, and then um, one of our touring photographers, Kelly, and one of our touring photographers, Mitchell, shot the U.S. and Canada, and Megan at our label shot the studio stuff. So there's a million photos in there, so many pictures. Um, and then tour journals, poetry, paintings that our drummer did, uh, scans of like artifacts from the songs. Like I kept the paper crane that I referenced in Raining Kyoto. We scanned that in and it's just like on one of the pages, you know, that kind of stuff. That's awesome. Um, and speaking of uh, Raining in Kyoto and kind of getting into Sister Cities a little bit, um, I think that song kind of sets an astounding starting point um, and it sets the theme for the entire album. Uh, was that always kind of meant to be the opener for the record? No. Uh, you know, when you first start writing songs, it's just you got to get a couple out and then you can start to structure it and see what feels like an opener. 
Um, but from the first time I started thinking of that as an opener, I was like, okay, this is, um, you know, that it's, it's, it was perfect to me. You know, that's exactly, once I got my brain around it, it made a lot of sense. Yeah. Nice. Um, and I think that on, on this record, especially your, your voice has, uh, certainly like grown and, uh, matured a lot and it's changed throughout the years in the band. Um, and I was just kind of amazed to hear the depth that you're creating with your vocals now. And, uh, you're able to bring detailed expression into like all of your lyrics. Um, so did you, uh, have you ever been vocally trained or anything, or did you just kind of grow into that voice and grow into that, uh, to the kind of new form of singing? No, I think the biggest thing we did this time was uh, we we got a, a whole setup of in-ears for writing so that I could actually hear myself sing while we were writing the record, which was not a thing that we had available to us before. And so it actually makes like a massive difference because I can hear myself. Yeah. I've never been able, to, been able to hear myself while we write a record before. And so it's basically been everything has to operate in binary, right? If I want to sing quiet, there can be no drums. As soon as there are drums, I had to sing as loud as I possibly could to hear myself over the drums, which put us in a situation where I was either kind of like very quiet over very quiet music or belting at the top of my range over everything else. Okay, nice. So we, uh, you know, technology honestly opened up the option for that. Yeah, that's that's uh, that's really cool to hear about. Um, and so uh, on this tour, you're touring with uh, Have Mercy, Oso Oso, and Shortly. And uh, each of you guys uh, covered each other's songs um, and re and released that out to Bandcamp and uh, are putting all the donations towards that uh, towards ACLU. Um, what was kind of the idea around that, and uh, what made you decide to do that? Uh, we had done something like that before on a tour, um, and you know, really enjoyed doing it. And uh, I was listening to the Shortly EP and was thinking about how cool the songs were, and just like I knew that this is a tour where we're bringing out three bands that maybe um, are less widely known than some of the bands we brought out on tour with us before. And so we thought, well, here's a great opportunity to find ways to get our fans to really engage with their music um, and find out about their bands. Like, you know, we knew if we covered one of the other bands in the tour, that meant that someone was going to go check out that song and then probably go listen to the original and then maybe listen to the rest of them. And if every band on the tour did it, then everyone was going to listen to all of the covers and then start kind of exploring that. So we just thought it was a cool way to kind of uh, get our fans involved in everyone else's music. Nice. Um, and uh, coming from out, coming out of the uh, Philly music scene um, and kind of starting out and growing uh, kind of the pop punk and um, going into a hardcore or kind of emo genres uh, with the scene, um, how have you seen uh, Philly itself evolve and change while uh, the, the Wonder Years has existed in... Um, in respects to, to the music scene there? Uh, Philly feels almost like it's like kind of an ever-replenishing uh, like wave of people who are interested in creating music on their own terms. Um, and that's the coolest thing about the city is that, like, I've said this for a long time, people said, why do all these bands come out of Philly? Why does all this interesting shit come out of cities like Philly? Like, why doesn't it come from, you know, and I think that the answer for it is that Philly has the opportunity to do DIY 
in a way that other cities don't. You know, when you're in New York and you play music, you are, you're limited to, you know, there's not as many opportunities for like DIY house shows. There's not as many opportunities to play shows in churches. It's harder to get rehearsal spaces from everything I've heard from all my friends up there is like, but like Philly, like the way that the city is laid out, um, you know, the fact that it's not traditionally a big music town in the sense that like there aren't a lot of gatekeepers, right? Like there's no one that can say, oh, I don't like your band. You can't play my club. And then you're like, well, shit, I don't get to do this. I better homogenize or try to create something that like is going to work in this club. Everyone's just free to explore whatever it is that they want to do and then say, I don't need to play your club. I'm going to throw a, a show in my basement in West Philly and people will come to that. Um, it, it, Billy's always had this attitude of like, I do not need you. I, I got it. I'm going to figure it out myself. And I think that's still true today. All right. Awesome. Um, and uh, you guys have uh, been able to have some amazing opportunities sprouting from this band. Uh, you've presented an award for Alternative Press Music Awards. You've uh, really toured around the globe and done so much more. Um, is there anything that stands out to you that you never thought that would be possible um, at like the the or, or like the the biggest thing that you never thought that you'd be able to do? Oh man, all of it, all <laughs> of it. I mean, I'm I'm 32. I'm about to have a baby. I own a house, and I, all of that is possible because of the music that I'm a part of making is insane, insane. Uh, we didn't think that we'd play a show outside of our town. You know, it's it's all insane. Yeah. All right. Um, congratulations on uh, your upcoming child as well. That's great to hear. That's a uh, that's exciting. Thank you very much. I'm really really excited. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I, I just have a couple quick more ones. Um, your nickname is uh, Soupy, um, and uh, do you have a favorite soup or soup restaurant that you go to? Uh, it was Panera Bread Broccoli Cheddar, but it made me really sick the other day. Oh, so no. I'm going <laughs> to pull back on that a little bit. All right. What's your, what's your uh, favorite uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle? <laughs> Donatello. Donatello. Awesome. Thank you. I do that for every interview, so I just needed that one. All right. Thanks so much, Dan. Thanks for listening to this episode of KCSU Music Interviews. I'd like to thank Dan Campbell from The Wonder Years for conducting this interview with me. My name is Sam Bulkley. I hosted this interview, engineered the audio, and produced this podcast. If you would like to hear more podcast episodes from us, you can find them at kcsufm.com, on SoundCloud, and on iTunes.